welcome to another edition of Medicare Simplified with your host, Dave Miller. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Medicare Simplified with your host, me, Dave Miller. Today, I was very fortunate in getting an interview with Tom Kennedy from Capital Blue Cross. He's been in this business for well over 20 years. He has a wealth of knowledge to share when it comes to Medicare Advantage as well as Medigap. And today he's going to show us some of the pros and cons, as well as how to choose which path might be right for you. So without further ado, let's bring Tom into the picture. Hey, good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you? Oh, a little worn out from a good weekend, but I'm loving life. How about you? Same, same. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to the looking forward to the conversation. Well, Tom, why don't we start out by letting the listeners know a little bit about your background in the uh, insurance field and maybe some college and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, Dave. Uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I grew up in the Harrisburg area. Uh, I live down here in Lancaster now. Went to school at Lebanon Valley College uh, uh, back in the uh, early 90s and, and started in the business, uh, in the Medicare business, actually, in the late 90s. Uh, and have kind of dealt with everything Medicare-related, Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage when they first rolled out back when it was the old Medicare Plus Choice programs, uh, and then uh, um, uh, Medicare Part D when it rolled out. So I've uh, been dealing in the Medicare space for uh, over 20 years now and loving it, uh, uh, but uh, learn something new every day. And so uh, uh, a lot of fun and looking forward to having a conversation with you about Medicare and, and Medicare Advantage and MedSupps today. Well, Tom, you know, a lot of people wonder, is it worth even going through, I mean, choosing a Medicare Advantage plan or Medigap plan, some people find it overwhelming and they just want to just say, forget it. I'll just stick with Part A and B. Do you think that's a wise choice? Great question, Dave. I, and and we run into this quite a bit. I'm sure you run into it uh, probably on a daily basis. People think that the government program of Medicare A and B um, is offered and going to be uh, enough for them. Uh, but the reality of it is Medicare A and B was never designed to pay for everything. Medicare Part A, the hospital side of Medicare, and of course, Part B is the medical side of Medicare. Uh, they typically will pay about 80% of your claims. The problem is if you have just Medicare A and B, not only do you have the exposure of 20% uh, of your claims, it's uh, it's 20% of an unlimited amount of claims. In other words, there's no cap or limit. Uh, they call it a stop loss. There's no uh, limit to what your 20% exposure is. In other words, it's 20% of a $100 doctor's visit that you'd be responsible for or 20% of 100,000 or a million dollars worth of claims. So uh, can you have just A and B? Yes. Is it advisable? Absolutely not. Uh, it, it absolutely makes sense to uh, to have either a Medicare supplement or Medigap plan uh, to fill those holes or gaps of Medicare or a Medicare Advantage. What are some of the main differences between Medigap and Medicare Advantage, especially when it comes to the cost as far as co-pays, deductibles, the output on money? Yeah, so great question, Dave. Um, you know, we get this question a lot uh, in the business, uh, the differences between uh, Medigap versus Medicare Advantage and which is better. And it, there's primarily, uh, um, well, there's three or four differences, I think, uh, if you boil it down. Um, 
first difference is probably access to care, right? The flexibility of the plan. So if you have traditional Medicare with a Medigap plan, you have a tremendous amount of flexibility to go to any doctor, any hospital, any provider who accepts Medicare. And whether that's here locally in your backyard or across the country, whereas with a Medicare Advantage plan, um, you still have flexibility, especially if you choose a Medicare Advantage plan that's uh, a PPO plan uh, where you have in and out of network options and you can go to a doctor that uh, uh, maybe isn't contracted or uh, in the network of the Medicare Advantage plan that you have. So flexibility and access to care is one big difference. The next big difference is the out-of-pocket cost. So, and when I say out-of-pocket cost, and, and uh, you mentioned it, Dave, uh, that includes premium, right? So uh, the out-of-pocket cost, you have to consider not only what are you paying in premium for the plan that you sign up for, uh, but when I receive care, are there co-payments and co-insurance uh, that I may be responsible for? And so traditional Medicare A and B with a Medigap or Medicare supplement plan, the coverage is very comprehensive. You have very little out of pocket, maybe a small deductible on the Medicare Part B side. But your premium typically is, is going to be 120, 150, a couple hundred bucks a month, depending on the Medigap plan that you choose. Uh, and so your out-of-pocket cost is going to be a little bit higher on the front end in terms of premium, where with a Medicare Advantage plan, your premium uh, in many cases, uh, especially in this market that we operate in, uh, it can be very, very low. Uh, zero premium uh, in many cases for your Medicare Advantage plan. But when you go to use the insurance, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it in the form of co-payment. So it might be five or 10 bucks at your doctor's office. Uh, it might be a couple hundred bucks for outpatient surgery or a few hundred bucks when you go into the hospital in the form of co-payments. So it's kind of pay me now or pay me later when deciding on choosing a Medicare supplement plan versus a Medicare Advantage plan when it comes out of pocket costs. Uh, and, and I talked about the premium a little bit as well. Uh, you know, I think... Um, I get the question a lot, Dave, is, is well, what's better, right? What's, what's uh, and truth of the matter is, I don't think one's necessarily better or worse than the other. Uh, they're just different. And as long as you understand the differences. You actually answered my next question. What I've done is I've made this a four-part series. Part one, I talked a little bit about Medigap, what it is, how it works. And then the next one was about Medicare Advantage. Now, then I talked about value-added benefits which brings me up to another question. With Medigap, some companies offer an add-on package, some don't, to where they can get dental vision and hearing, which you don't get with normal Medigap plans and you can get with Medicare Advantage. So what do you think about when you add up the cost of a Medigap plan, a separate drug plan, and a dental vision, possibly hearing package, you're talking a lot of money versus Medicare Advantage. So where would I lie if I had like, a lot of medical issues, what would you suggest for somebody in that case? Yeah, and so great point. And, and uh, you know, I guess going back to your previous question, that's probably one of the other differences is sort of what's included or what's covered. So with traditional Medicare and a Medigap plan, you're absolutely right. Typically dental, vision, and hearing 
uh, or even some additional supplemental benefits uh, aren't necessarily going to be covered or you can purchase those plans separately. And then, you know, of course, you have an additional premium then associated with buying the additional insurance if you need dental, vision and hearing. It really comes down to, you know, uh, your budget, right? Uh, what do you have or what are you willing to spend? Uh, for uh, traditional Medicare with a Medigap plan versus a Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, but the Medicare Advantage plans have a lot of those supplemental or ancillary benefits built into them. So most of them are going to have dental vision and hearing and maybe some OTC or transportation or fitness benefits or additional uh, supplemental benefits already built into the plan. Uh, and then, of course, you get into, uh, and, and I don't want to steal your thunder, thunder, Dave, you may be getting into it uh, uh, in subsequent questions here, but uh, the prescription drug or the Part D component you have to consider as well, um, and what that's going to cost and what your copayments are for that. Now, I know Medicare Advantage, you can get just an MA only, which has no coverage for drugs, unless, like myself, I'm a veteran. So when I get on Medicare and I have VA benefits, I don't have to worry. Right. But, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't take any drugs. I don't need to worry about a drug plan. And I covered this in an edition called the penalty box. Yeah. And with Medigap, you you have to get a separate one. Medicare Advanced Prescription Drug, you get it with it. It's kind of like an all-in-one deal. Yeah. But what happens, and I've had this happen a couple times over the years, and I educate the people about this, but something maybe you can enlighten the listeners on. Let's say I come to your house, for example. And you're on Medigap Plan G, but you want to talk about Medicare Advantage. And you see there's this great zero premium plan. It gives you a $25 Part B buyback. And they enroll in it. I advise them that they have to drop the Medigap plan and that the drug plan will automatically cancel out with the enrollment of the Medicare Advantage plan. But now they're thinking, okay, I've got Medicare Advantage, zero premium, $25 buyback on Part B. It comes with a drug plan. I'll just keep my Medigap. What happens when somebody does that? Well, yeah, a uh, couple, couple uh, I think a couple things to talk about there. Um, uh, first and foremost, it is illegal uh, for an insurance company or an agent to sell you uh, a Medicare Advantage plan knowing that you have a Medigap plan already. Um, w without any uh, plan to, to cancel that Medigap plan. I think uh, I think there's some onus on the insurance agent and certainly the insurance company uh, to make sure that you're canceling that Medigap plan. You can't have both. You can't have a Medicare Advantage plan and a Medigap plan. Uh, number one, it doesn't really make sense to have both, but it's illegal. Uh, and so there are ramifications on the insurance company and on the insurance agent um, if the advice is to um, um, uh, sell you or, or to you enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan and you also to retain or keep your Medigap plan in place, you know, up to and including, um, uh, you know, loss of insurance license and, uh, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So um, it, it's illegal um, uh, to, to uh, for an insurance carrier and insurance agent uh, to sell you a Medicare Advantage plan, knowing that you had that Medigap plan in place with no intentions of uh, canceling it or replacing the Medigap plan. What happens to the customer, though, when they try to do that? Well, good luck getting your money back. Good luck getting your premium back if you do try to uh, retroactively cancel the Medigap plan. Is that what you mean, Dave? Well, if the customer doesn't tell the agent, 
let's say the person is new to Medicare mm -hmm. and I'll go visit them and they're interested in Medicare Advantage. I enroll them in a Medicare Advantage plan and they talk to another agent without telling them they've already met with me and they enroll in a Medigap plan. Okay, you and I meet. I sign you up on Medicare Advantage prescription drug. Now, three, four days later, you meet with a young lady who comes. It's also an insurance agent. And you talk about Medigap. And you she actually enrolls you in Plan G. Now, yep. with me, you enrolled in Medicare Advantage. You enroll in Medigap with her. Where does CMS come into play? And what happens because you signed up with two different agents on two separate products? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's certainly, uh, if your question has to do with coordination of, of coverage and who's paying the bill, it, it can create quite a mess. Um, because if you're, uh, and, and certainly uh, which plan you're trying to present to your provider or doctor when you go, uh, when you go seek coverage, uh, for, um, for the end consumer, um, there's, uh, there's a coordination of coverage that, that needs to happen. And, uh, you know, Medicare is going to assume that you're still on that Medicare Advantage plan and the Medigap plan doesn't, traditional Medicare isn't going to pay. Uh, it just, it, it can create a mess in terms of claims. So ho hopefully I've answered that question well enough for you. Yeah. So Tom, during annual enrollment every year, you know, people are pulling their hair out, watching commercials that are, in my opinion, somewhat misleading in some cases, not all, but they change a Medicare plan every year if they want to, or they can stay on the same plan. But what if someone were on plan G, for example, can they, during annual enrollment, can they change to plan N? I mean, is that possible for Medigap people? Uh, certainly is possible. You don't necessarily need the Medicare Advantage annual enrollment period to do that because with with Medicare supplement insurance, uh, outside of when you're first aging into Medicare and first eligible for Medicare and making some of these Medicare decisions, Medigap plans, the plan G's and N's and uh, the, the lettered Medigap plans are medically underwritten. Uh, and so you can make a change and you can make a change anytime throughout the year, but it's going to be medically underwritten. Now that creates a whole, uh, you know, potentially another layer of issue or concern. And that's your part D because the part D of prescription drug benefit, if you have a part D plan, uh, you can only make that change typically during the annual enrollment period. So when you're talking about underwriting, it's very similar to life insurance, which I also sell. And you're talking about going through a lot of medical questions, uh, medical history, prescription drugs. And then if there's some problems or conditions in there, I believe the term is called table rating. Can you explain a little bit more about how the underwriting and table rating process work? Yeah, so, um, and just, again, real high level, uh, Dave, and, and depending on the insurance carrier and how they handle it, the underwriting uh, with Medigap insurance in order to qualify for it, it's not quite as involved, I don't think, as life insurance. I'm not a life insurance guy. I um, never really sold life insurance before. But uh, with Medigap insurance, with most carriers, it's uh, you either qualify or you don't qualify. Uh, now, some of the carriers will rate you up and, and all of a sudden, uh, if based on your health history, um, you may qualify for... Uh, a higher premium than you would otherwise if you were in pretty good health. Uh, but some carriers, you either qualify or you don't qualify uh, for the Medicare supplement plan with the uh, um, with the medical underwriting. 
So I, hopefully that answered your question, Dave, but uh, you, you have to be in, in pretty good health in order to switch your Medicare supplement plan outside of when you're first eligible for a Medicare plan. So someone with type one or maybe type two diabetes might be able to switch plans, but they'd get a higher premium if their A1C is not under real manageable con uh, conditions? Correct. Yeah. And, and I, you know, many times a significant, um, significantly higher premium than otherwise. And then, of course, anything like a history of cancer could be a possible knockout yeah. or rheumatoid arthritis, uh, things of this nature as well, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, typically the, the big stuff, recent uh, um, cardiac history and and uh, cancer diagnosis and treatment are going to be knockout questions. Uh, other things, though, can rate you up in premium, uh, and you, you would qualify, uh, but uh, you're gonna you're gonna pay a higher premium for it. With Medicare Advantage, they came out with a star rating, and of course, the more stars, the better the plan. How do they rate Medigap plan? Uh, well, uh, there are some independent uh, rating agencies, Edmonds and S&P and, and others that uh, sort of give a letter uh, rating associated with the Medicare supplement plan. Uh, you know, obviously the higher uh, letter rating, uh, more financially stable the Medigap plan is. Uh, and, you know, obviously you want an insurance company that has proven uh, themselves uh, financially stable uh, so that uh, your claims are paid when you have them. Uh, and that they're not going to go out of business or uh, or, or you're not going to get more premium increases than you should be receiving with Medicare supplement insurance over the years. Uh, but yeah, there are independent uh, rating agencies that financially evaluate Medigap insurance companies and give them, kind of like when you were back in school, um, letter ratings, uh, uh, A, B, C, and, and uh, the uh, pluses and minuses in between there too. So My Medigap and Medicare Advantage podcast I did prior to this one, I talked about traveling and with Medigap, like you said earlier, anybody across the country who has a contract with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, you walk in the door, you're in network, you cover your Part B deductible if you haven't already, you're golden. Mm -hmm. And with Medicare Advantage, you have some companies that offer a nationwide network with their PPOs. And as long as they take like in Capital Blue's case, as long as they're part of the Blue Cross Blue Shield family, you can go anywhere and be in network, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's uh, sort of what I was talking about with the flexibility with traditional Medicare and a Medicare supplement. It offers the ultimate flexibility. It's pretty much any doctor, any hospital, anywhere in the country, as long as they accept Medicare. Uh, with, uh, with Medicare Advantage, the PPO uh, structure of Medicare Advantage plans is going to offer you the most flexibility in or out of network. Uh, if you run into a situation where you're signed up for a Medicare Advantage plan that does not have a national network, uh, like Capital Blue Cross, who has the uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, if you have a PPO and you happen to go to a provider that is out of network, uh, with that particular carrier, uh, with the PPO, you're still going to have coverage. You just may pay a little bit more um, copayment, or there may be a deductible or just some higher out-of-pocket costs, but you still have coverage. Tom, on average, how much do Medigap plans increase with age or time? How, what's the average increase in there? So uh, I haven't seen any recent statistics, but you're probably uh, more in tune with this than I am, Dave, but 
Um, you know, I think a fair expectation for folks uh, is uh, an annual increase uh, for Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement Plans, rather, of 4 to 6% per year uh, in premium they can expect. Uh, that's sort of a build-in. Now, you know, without getting too deep into the weeds, uh, <laughs> uh, we can talk about uh, issue age versus attained age or community rating uh, uh, when it comes to um, pricing of the Medicare supplement plans and whether it's going to be build-in, uh, you know, ex expected sort of automatic uh, premium increases plus potentially uh, cost of living adjustments and and rate increases that the Medicare supplement company has to request and be approved from the state insurance department uh, in order to be granted an additional rate increase. So, uh, but, you know, I think uh, sort of a buyer beware comment, if I may uh, add that in here, Dave, is uh, you, you get some of these Medicare supplement companies that, that you never heard of before that uh, look to be pretty artificially low in premium compared to everybody else in the market. Uh, and um, you just have to be careful because they may not have uh, the greatest history in terms of rate increases. And where a more established Medicare supplement plan uh, is going to show a consistency uh, over time of rate increases, uh, because you know the last thing in the world you want is to be 75, 80, 85 years old now, and and uh, and you're getting priced out of your Medicare supplement plan because premiums are going up too quickly uh, and just getting too expensive. I think that four to six percent is the last, uh, uh, probably the last numbers uh, I've seen uh, in terms of rate increases for med subs. I think is a pretty safe number. How bad did the Affordable Care Act affect Medigap? Kind of affected everybody a little bit uh, in terms of uh, uh, premiums and healthcare costs in general. Um, uh, you know, I'm not really uh, um, in a position to. Uh, there are smarter people than me that that probably better understand the impact of uh, the Affordable Care Act in terms of premium and overall healthcare costs. But prices across the board have been going up. I'll tell you what. I really appreciate, I know you're a busy man. You got nine hats you wear and I really appreciate your taking your time out. I just want to say thank you uh, for all your knowledge and your words of wisdom today. Is there anything else that you might want to add that we haven't covered yet with the Medigap versus Medicare Advantage? No, I, I, I mean, the last thing here I had on my notes, Dave, and, and you sort of touched on it already is uh, just sort of the, the Part D component and how that fits into the equation. And, and I think you mentioned it already, the, the Medicare Advantage plans, for the most part, uh, have the Part D or prescription drug benefit built into it, uh, where uh, with traditional Medicare and a Medigap plan, you have to uh, uh, purchase that Part D plan separately, and you have essentially a third insurance. Then third insurance card you stick in your uh, stick in your wallet. But uh, other than that, I just uh, uh, the the only the only message I'll leave everybody with when it comes to to Medigap versus Medicare Advantage uh, is just understand that they're just different types of coverage for folks. One's not necessarily better or worse than the other. Uh, they're just different, and as long as you understand those differences, or more importantly, seek the advice of a, a, a trained expert and professional like yourself, Dave, to make sure that uh, you're getting uh, uh, the right counsel uh, and, uh, and the right advice based on your situation. When I say situation, budget or uh, uh, you know, health or um, uh, what your real needs are. 
is just make sure you're, uh, it can be complicated and it changes all the time. And so uh, getting the advice from somebody that deals with it uh, on a regular basis like you do uh, can absolutely be beneficial. And uh, and you don't even charge a fee for that service. Do you? So. I'll never will. Even if I could, <laughs> even if I could charge somebody something, I would, the only thing I ever ask somebody to pay me is their attention. There you I go. never ask for a dime. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not allowed to get paid to go to somebody's house. But why would yeah. I? I get right. mileage right off and I get a generous commission wherever, no matter what I sell. And if an agent ever does want to charge you for something, report them to the insurance commissioner's office because they're not allowed to charge you when they come to your home for Medicare plans. And Tom, again, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tom Kennedy from Capital Blue Cross a man with infinite wisdom and knowledge when it comes to the Medicare field, over 20 years of experience. And he's been a great help to me in many cases. I get fantastic support from their company. My broker manager and Tom combined, I like the dynamic duo. I get through any any hiccups or problems. They're more than willing to step out and help me out and get things straightened out. And I hope you've enjoyed this podcast found it informative and useful, please share it with your friends, leave comments. Don't forget to subscribe. And next up will be how Medicare Advantage plans are designed and why they're different from one county to another. We're going to have another interview coming up on the next podcast. So make sure you tune in. Have a great day and we'll catch you on the next broadcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and don't want to miss future episodes of Medicare Simplified with me, Dave Miller, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my book, Medicare Ready, Set, Go, available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle format. If you're looking for Medicare advice, please reach out to me at dave at mig, the number four, letter U, dot net, or online at mig, the number four, letter U, dot net.